Who will win AL and NL Rookie of the Year? Is Corbin Carroll a legitimate first-round pick in 2024? Join us today, where we provide you with the best rookie so far this year. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Anay. Yo, what's good, guys? You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. And if you're listening on one like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly, truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. It helps to grow the podcast, and that's what we're trying to do over here at Locked On. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that little bell below if you haven't already. It subscribes you to the channel, also drops you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, make sure you subscribe to us on Subtext, guys. It's a super one-on-one personalized experience where we like to chop it up with you guys about fantasy baseball and just baseball in general. We're definitely here for you guys when it comes to that. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. And as always, locked on fantasy baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team's secret weapon where we're providing you with the top rookies for fantasy baseball so far this year. And Matt, at the top, I mean, there's one guy that just stands above the rest. Yes, sir. And that's Mr. Corbin Carroll. You know, we all knew this kid was going to be good, but we didn't know what he was going to look like when he got to the bigs because, you know, they all said he had like a 70 grade power and that, you know, it's possible, but he really hasn't been like this power dude throughout his minor league career. You know, he really just kind of showed it off what I believe in 2022 a little bit by having 24 home runs. But other than that, it really wasn't popping out and staring you down like hey this kid's got legit power but you know what through 258 at bats not even half the season yet and he already has 16 home runs i believe that 70 grade power is legitimate i think that corbin carroll can can play out of his mind and you know what he's starting to remind me of and i might get so much flack for this but quite honestly he's reminding me a lot of a young mike trout you know He's putting it out there. He's getting the runs. He's hitting for average. He's walking as much as he's striking out. And he's stealing the ball, stealing bases like crazy, hitting home runs. And, I mean, quite honestly, if you look at a young Mike Trout, too, he only had a few young – in his young career early, we we're talking years ago now because he's an older man, you know, what, in 2016, 2017, 2018, where he really didn't crack too many ribbies because the team really wasn't around him. I think this is that kind of scenario where he's going to have a high amount of runs because he gets on base and he also just hits home runs. So like it's, it's, he's able to chop it up and get himself some runs as well. So Corbin Carroll is going to look a lot like that. I feel that is what that's not, I'm not calling my shot. I'm not pointing to, to the outfield and say it's going over the fence and left field. Right. But I am saying he's playing a lot like Mike Trout and the upside could be 
an ask. I'm not going to say he's going to be like one of the future Hall of Famers, but he looks like he could be. And I could see him being, you know, a top pick next year, maybe top 12, top 15 pick where I'm you're running to go snag Corbin Carroll top everybody's draft because of the upside and possibly the 40, 40 upside as well. Yeah, if you have Corbin Carroll on your fantasy team, you're in absolute glory right now. The kid's done everything that we expected and more. I pretty much agree with everything Matt says. I just wanted to, you know, say I love the kid too, you know, and the plate discipline's actually been pretty good too, where he has 29 walks to 56 strikeouts, looks very good. He is also currently the sixth fastest player in all of baseball, according to sprint speed. He's right up there with the Ellie De La Cruz's, the Bobby Witts, the Trey Turner's, and, you know, Jake McCarthy. So, I mean, that's great company to be in. I, my prediction for the rest of the year, he's going to end up with a, a, a 25 plus, well, probably even closer to 30. I'd say maybe 28 home runs and 40 steals, as my brother Matt said. And that batting average, I think, is legit. The kids hit for bat, batting average in all of his college career and all of his, you know, minor league career. That's what, what he does. So Corbin Carroll, I think going into the future is a name that you're going to want to make sure you know about. And the kid's the real deal Holyfield. Uh, there's a, there's, I think he wins and a rookie of the year, hands down. I don't even think there's a lot of you know competition at this point. I think it's Corbin Carroll. But let's move on to somebody else that's had a little bit more questionable start to you know their full first season, and it's Gunna, the Gunna, Gunna Henderson. Now, Gunna is, you know, back to doing his thing of late. You know, he started off the year kind of slow, and I even saw leagues that he was dropped in. I managed to pick him up in one or two of those leagues. Hey, shout out to my brother Mondo for giving him a little dropsy drop, and I gave him a little snaggy snag. So, you know, Gunnar Henderson over, let's talk about the last two weeks for him. Eight runs, five homers, 12 RBIs, two steals, 378 batting average. He's turned it on. We knew the elite talent was there. He was a number two prospect, uh, you know, right under Corbin Carroll. Numbers on the season are starting to look even better with the 11 homers, four steals, 242 batting average, 27 RBIs, and, you know, um, a bunch of runs as well. I don't have the runs in front of me. Uh, wait, hold on. I can grab it, though. 37. Yeah, it's 37 runs. So, you know, he's kind of like almost like a Corbin Carroll light at this point. He's a bigger boy, 6'3", 220, where, you know, Corbin Carroll's only 5'10". I, I heard the the weight on baseball reference, I don't believe it. I've heard that Corbin Carroll's put on some muscle. He's closer to like 180 these days from what I've heard and what I've read. But Gunnar Henderson's right there with them. You know, don't forget over the next couple of years, the, you know, Orioles have all these prospects coming up to go along with Gunnar and Adley. We talk about them all the time on our prospects episode or our watchlist NIL episode, rather. You know, um, Connor Norby, Colton Cowser, Jordan Westberg, Heston Kerstad. There's literally so many bats they have coming up through that system that are going to go right along with Gunnar. So I think Gunnar's the real deal. I think if you could still buy low on him, absolutely get that deal done before those season-long stats start looking fantastic. But Gunnar's definitely a name that you're going to want to, you know, keep in your mind. And I think he's going to have good value coming into uh, drafts next year. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think the window on buying low is probably done only because of the fact that, you know, the hype of Gunnar Henderson has now has come back and then then some because now he's doing it in the bigs. I like Gunnar Henderson. I think that he is just going to be monstrous. We told you about a month ago to go buy a low on him. And it was literally right before this insane tear over the last month. And now now it's just moonshotted this is a bull rush this is everything under the sun that we thought gunner henderson could be and oh man 
I just hate being a Yankee fan because of what Baltimore is going to look like in a couple of years. But anyway, before I get all depressed here, let's move on. Let's talk about another great, great, great prospect that got the call, and that's Mr. Ellie De La Cruz. Somebody that, if you paid attention to me in the offseason at all, I said we need to scoop up Ellie De La Cruz everywhere. Unfortunately, he didn't break camp like I thought he would, but I saw this coming. I knew he was going to be good. Mr. Ellie, since he's been up through 56 at-bats. This is only 56 at-bats, ladies and gentlemen. 14 runs, two bombs, six ribs, six stolen bases already, batting 321. Dom gave me a cool stat earlier. He's actually the fastest guy in the MLB right now. This kid hits, this kid hits the like the laces off the ball. The ball pretty much explodes every time he puts the bat to the ball. It's insane. Hardest hit rate. Like the, he's like six foot five, eight bajillion pounds of just pure muscle. I lied. He's six foot five, two hundred pounds, just to be specific. But Ellie De La Cruz is legitimate. He's like the Adonis of baseball players, and I am super excited to see how this kid's going to pan out. I. I think in about two years, we'll be talking about him as a top five pick overall. Yeah, I 100% agree with everything you just said. And if you don't know about Ellie De La Cruz, last year in the minors as a 20-year-old across 121 games, 471 at-bats, he had 87 runs, 31 doubles, 9 triples, 28 homers, 86 RBIs, 47 steals, and a 304 batting average. Ellie De La Cruz is everything you could want from a fantasy baseball player and more. And he might be another guy that you can get for decent value next year. I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick. But if you can get Ellie De La Cruz third round, fourth round next year, I think that's going to be an absolutely stellar pick. He plays in a great ballpark. And like I said, the kid's an absolute sensation. But up next, we're going to talk about one of Matt's favorite players, you know, one of Matt's other favorite rookies. Uh, and then we got a bunch of great pitchers coming up, uh, potentially the new ace of the Miami Marlins. Uh, one of my boys from the, another Cincinnati Red that has just been absolutely killing it so far through his first few starts. But real quick, here at Locked On, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back. That's bonus but bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can wager on everything from how many homers somebody will hit to how many strikeouts a starting pitcher will get and much more. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first, first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. And everydayers and new listeners, make sure you're listening to this one because we've got super exciting news to you regarding our podcast. Matt and I are thrilled to introduce our new campaign on the subtext website where we'll be offering a personalized and in-depth experience just for you. By subscribing to Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Subtext website and becoming a member of the exclusive Everydayers Diamond Club, you'll gain unlimited direct access to us through one-on-one texting conversations. As part of the Diamond Club, you'll receive instant alerts, 
and expert opinions on prospect call-ups, injuries, and detailed waiver wire recommendations where we go deeper than our normally wa- normal waiver wire episodes do. But that's not all. We'll be promptly answering all of your fantasy baseball questions and are here for you to talk about baseball whenever you want. Subscribing to our Substech service will give you a significant advantage over your competition and greatly increase your chances of winning an everydayer's fantasy baseball championship. You can find the link to subscribe in this description of this video, podcast, and in our link tree, which is available in all of our social media bios. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Sign up now for a 14-free day trial. 14-day free trial with Matt and me by your side will help you bring home that coveted everydayers fantasy baseball championship. Join us on Subtext today. And boy, oh boy, Matt, uh, Subtext is absolutely fantastic, guys. You're going to want to get on there and really join the Everydayers Diamond Club where it's a very personalized one-on-one conversation type experience. But Matt, uh, unless you want to throw in anything about Subtext, take it away, brother. All right, I will say one last thing about it, and I'm sorry, we're not trying to make a sales pitch out of this. It's just really simple and easy. We want our community to grow. We want to be able to provide you with great information, and it's not like you have to muddle through some website that you've never been on before and try to figure out, where do I get my alerts? How do I talk to Dom and Matt? No, it's real easy. You get a text message from us, and you can text us back like we're shooting we're shooting the, shooting the shoot. Right, right on as we're friends texting back and forth. It's really nice, fun, and easy. And I've enjoyed already interacting with our Diamond members already that have already joined. So, you know, c- come hang out with us. That's really just about it. All right. Enough about that. Let's talk about Jordan Walker here. Uh, somebody that I can't shut up about this year. Love the kid. You know, six foot bajillion as well. You know, I love these tall boys here. Six foot six, 245 pound man body, nine, 20 years old now. I am like, sheesh, oh, 21 now. Happy birthday, Mr. Jordan Walker. Um, My guy has been doing his thing since he's gotten the call back, since they sent him down for control. You know, don't hit me with a defamation suit, even though we all know what you're doing. Um, 2022, the kid had an absolute monster minor minor season. Um, You know, in 461 at bats, he already had 100 runs, 31 doubles, three triples, 19 bombs, 68 ribs, 22 stolen bases, batting 306 with an OPS at 898. Jordan Walker is an absolute stud being that young and in that man body and already showing the, the speed power combo. I think he only goes up from here. My guy, since he's been back in the last month through 59 at bats, he has seven runs, four bombs. Eight ribs, a stolen base, batting 339. Over the last two weeks, he's hitting 410. Jordan Walker has caught his stride. All that garbage about he's a ground ball hitter. He's doing this. He needs to go down, work on his defense. was all a load of crap, smoke and mirrors. It was all to just be sent down for a little bit more control, and I don't blame them, truthfully. I would not want to let go of this kid for the life of me because he's the future of that franchise. And after Goldie leaves because he's older and – Arenado's probably only got about three, four more years before he's going to take a walk. So Jordan Walker is going to be the face of the, uh, of the uh, cards very soon. And if not, if not next year, we shall see Jordan Walker is an excellent talent. So if you have him, good job. Yeah, Matt, as you say that, I just want to point out Jordan Walker is still only 77% owned on Yahoo. I don't see how that's not 90 to hundred percent owned because Jordan Walker is, the real deal he's super legit i think between you know this is one of the best 
batting rookie classes we've seen in a long time. We just mentioned three amazing hitters in Carroll, Henderson, and De La Cruz. Jordan Walker fits right in with them. I think Ellie and Jordan Walker are going to be battling, and Corbin Carroll is going to be battling for you know some of the top names in baseball over the next three to four years. Jordan Walker's legit, and you know, I mean, next year I, I know I've said this about almost everyone we talked about, but another guy that I think will have great value going into next year. I feel like he's still underrated. I feel like everybody remembers him getting sent down, and you know, them talking about him struggling, even though he tied like the all-time record of most consecutive games with a hit to start his career with like twelve or thirteen. So I, I think it, Jordan Walker is the best, one of the best young players in all of baseball. If he's somehow available in your league and you're listening to this, pick him up now. He's the real deal. But let's move on to another just young, a great elite talent in the league, and it's Josh Young. This kid has just been phenomenal, and he couldn't be on a better team to be doing this on. Another big baseball boy at 6'2", 214. And uh, the guy's killing it. He kind of reminds me of uh, a young Austin Riley uh, through 71 games, 280 at-bats. Uh, Josh Young, spelt J-U-N-J, but it is pronounced Young. Uh, 51 runs, 14 doubles, a triple, 15 bombs, 44 RBIs. He's chipped in a steal, and he's batting 275. Now, the thing with Young here is, you know, he's even in the minors, he's had, you know, some little bit of up and down with the batting average in uh, 2021, he hit 326. But then last year in the minors, he hit 266. And then he struggled when he came up last year at 204. I think the 275 batting average this year, though, uh, is kind of sticky. I think he stays in that 265, 275 range for the foreseeable future, uh, future light tower power. I think he's going to hit 30 plus home runs this year. And the runs and RBIs are going to be fantastic in that Texas lineup where, where have they been hitting young? I feel like I saw that he moved up again recently. Let me double check that though. Uh, he has been hitting. He's been hitting third and fifth. He's they've been moving him around. I, I did see that he got moved up to third for a few games, but uh, you know, mainly hitting fifth in that lineup. Still a great spot to be driven in and driving runs. I think uh, Josh Young at you know eighty eight percent owned on Yahoo. There's still a little bit of room there where he might be available in some leagues. If you're playing in those shallower leagues, I know some of us do. But Josh Young, another great five great young batters that are going to be top names in uh, baseball for years to come. Yeah, Young was probably the one I slept on the hardest going into the season. I didn't have him ranked in my top 10. I think I had him ranked in my top 20. And I really overlooked him. I didn't really like what he showed with his cup of coffee. And then he comes out this year and just starts smacking the ball like like a kid's hitting a wiffle ball bat out of the park every single time. It's kind of ridiculous. Young has a lot of power. Uh, he's doing everything people thought he was going to do. That Texas lineup is only going to get better. So Young is a must-add if he's out there. And quite honestly, I'm really excited to see what his future is going to look like. Unfortunately, the buy, buy window is probably out the window as well. If somebody does offer you a trade for him, I probably would take it in a minute. And if he is an extra player, if you do have him as a an extra player that you're struggling to start every day and you need to fill other holes, he may be a great trade away candidate for a super sell high. But hey, I mean, it's entirely up to you what you want to do and get it going. All right. Up next, we're going to be talking about strictly arms. We're done with the bats. We're going to move a little bit faster because we're running long. But we're going to go from here here. I got a great pitcher for Miami and... You know, a bunch of other names that are good. Me and Dom might have a little negative things to say as well. So we'll be back in a second. 
All right. So we're back here. Thanks for bearing with us. We're going to talk about Mr. Yuri Perez. You know, if you guys caught my short when this kid got the call, you 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 hit a home run because this kid has just looked lights out since he's gotten the call. So good. He's so good. I really like I thought he was I knew he was gonna be good. I didn't think this good though. At 6'8, 220, like forget about it. Like he is really good. And his stuff is just like his command is ball placement. His stuff just looks phenomenal. Everything about him is great. And through 41 innings, he has four wins. 45 Ks, a 154 ERA, and a one whip on the season. He is on a tear. What rookie dumb can you? Then this is a question for you. What rookie have you seen get the call up and perform and have a sub two ERA through 41 innings? Besides this you, kid, you know who my answer. You should know who I'm going to say. Spencer Strider. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is the only player that comes to mind when we talk about a pitcher of this quality coming up and just instantly translating like Yuri Perez is on a special tower. And yeah. quite honestly, like I said, the other last night with Gavin Williams, he's the only one that I th- the other one that I think could hit this tier, but that might take him a little bit longer. But Yuri Perez is just stepping out here and said, yo, not only are you not going to send me down again, I might be the best pitcher in baseball this year. We shall see. Oh, whoa. Whoa. That's, that, that one, that one kind of, that one kind of, maybe the best rookie. I think you forgot to say rookie, yeah, rookie. best rookie pitcher in rookie. baseball. We'll see. But, yeah, Yuri, Yuri Perez, real deal. You know, the only thing I'm going to add is like the longevity starting the show now too. His last two starts being quality starts. He got he had six innings in both of those, so I think he's starting to stretch out a little bit. The real big question with you know Yuri Perez just for this year is how many innings is Miami actually going to let him throw? Because, you know, he threw 77 last year, 78 the year before. So how far do they push this thing with Yuri? You kind of saw Spencer Strider at the end of last year where he kind of tired out towards the end of the year. And then they actually threw him, the Braves threw Strider on the I.L. with an injury. I forget exactly what it was, whether it was a back or a shoulder or something like that. Because, you know, he throws so hard like Yuri does too. Yuri touches 100 and like Strider does, very reminiscent of one another. Uh, and I, I just don't know how far the thing goes this year, but you know, coming in the future, Yuri Perez next year, I'm, I'm probably gonna have Yuri Perez in my top 25, 30 pitchers coming into next year because I think he is that legit. But let's keep things moving here and let's talk about somebody else that I, I told you guys to pick up when he was down in the minors and he was killing it, and it looks like it's starting to translate here in the bigs, and it's Andrew Abbott. I mean, I'm a huge, huge Andrew Abbott guy, and you know, in his last start, he finally started to show me, you know, okay, this is why I liked him. Through his first four starts in the bigs, Matt, you want to talk about another guy through their first few starts here? I know it's not as many as Yuri, but the first four starts here for Andrew Abbott looked fantastic. Uh, his last outing against Colorado, and it was at, you know, Great American Small Park in Cincinnati. Six innings, 10 strikeouts, three earned runs, 067 whip. He did not walk anybody. I mean, what more can you ask for? We said over those first three starts, okay, the strikeouts haven't really been there like they were in the minors, but he comes and he strikes out 10, you know, Colorado Rockies. I know it's not a great team, but those 10 strikeouts are super encouraging. He got a bunch of uh, swings and miss- misses. His breaking stuff was looking better. Um, and then he gets Baltimore next time up. So let's see what he does against Baltimore. But Abbott is still 66% owned on Yahoo. He's out there in a few leagues. If he's out there in your league, pick him up now. On the season, through the first uh, first four starts, I'll give you the whole numbers. 23 innings, 3 wins, 22 strikeouts, 1-1-4 ERA, 0-9-7 whip, and three of those were quality starts where he went six innings or more. 
So, I mean, not much else you can ask for from a young rookie pitcher. Andrew Abbott is, you know, right up there with Yuri Perez and some of those other great rookie pitchers we're going to talk about. Absolutely great take, Dom. I honestly don't need to add anything. I completely agree. I'm just going to move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Bobby Miller of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So Bobby Miller finally got, you know, hit around for the first time. But, I mean, I'm not really discouraged. You know, he's since being called up on May 23rd, he's looked pretty solid. Has His first outing was tough against the Atlanta Braves. Went out there, only gave up one run. So he had a five-innings pitch. One got the win, five Ks, a one eight ERA with a one whip. Like that's a solid job for a first outing. Comes out, follows it up, follows it again with Washington goes six innings deep this time, gets a W, only gives up another one one earned run. So he had a one five ERA with a sub one whip again against the Yankees. Goes out, doesn't get the win, doesn't give up a single run that game, seven Ks and a point five whip. Then goes out against really another great hitting team. And six innings again, which is key. Seven Ks, got the W, no earned runs, and a one whip. And then we're not even going to talk about San Francisco. I think that was a bloop. It was too good to be true. Bobby Miller was interesting, though. Very good pitching prospect. But if you look at his stats, you're like, but, but like, where do you see it? I look at his, I look at it and I go, well, you got to look at his surrounding stats and kind of really just look at him and like, okay, the K per nine is 100% there. 112 inning pitch. 145 strikeouts, right? That tells you he's throwing gas and he's just, his stuff looks great. The ERA is what kind of throws you off. It's a 425, which honestly, for a guy that's probably trying to work through his stuff and strike out everybody, probably making a couple mistakes, right? And on top of that, probably has a pitching coach in his ear trying to get him to try different, different pitches as well. So that's probably what's explaining the ERA. Lastly, you look at his 2021 season where he had a 2-4 ERA in between A-plus and double-A. I mean, that's probably where he was just trying to earn his grind first year in any kind of sort of MLB prospect, anything. That's probably what was most indicative for me. So when Bobby Miller started moving up the ranks and about to get the call, it's like, hey, you got to get your hands on him before, you know, you miss out. And it looks like if you did scoop him up, you you look like a genius, 80% own. Bobby Miller is somebody that I do like. I don't know how well he's going to play like this. I think there is a downward end of this. Um, but we shall see. I think Bobby Miller, great sell high candidate, in my opinion. But you know, that's really just about it for me. Don, take it away because I know he's one of your boys as well. Yeah, big Bobby Miller fan. Um, I think you did a great uh job on him here. I'm just gonna throw in another guy. I mean, he did pitch 112 innings last year, 56 the year before, though. So, how far is the Dodgers going to let Bobby Miller go? We'll kind of see, but, you know, I want to see his next start against Houston on June 24th. That will, you know, kind of be more indicative of, okay, can this kid bounce back from a bad start now that he's had one, and we'll see where things go from there. But I want to keep things pushing here. Let's talk about another, you know, great young pitcher so far. It's Bryce Miller. And Bryce Miller is somebody that I was pretty high on coming into, you know, this year. I heard – I had him ranked pretty high in my prospect rankings, I'm going to be honest with you. I heard about that sweeper he was working on and, you know, how it was getting a lot of swings and misses in spring training and even just, uh, you know, amongst the Seattle Mariners team, uh, how he was doing there. And then the offseason, a lot of the players on the team like Julio, Teoscar, and a bunch of those guys were talking about, hey, this kid can really pitch well. Now – Bryce Miller came up, you know, again, that start against Oakland looked fantastic. Ten strikeouts, one earned, you know, six innings. 
And then he had about five good ones in a row. And then he had two really bad ones against New York and Texas. But his last two have been really good. So Bryce Miller is showing us, you know, he can bounce back from a bad start. Like I said, I want to see Bobby Miller do. And I think Bryce Miller is going to be very good. I don't think he's going to uh, sustain the under one whip. And, you know, the ERA could be sticky at a 3.68. I think that's very reasonable. The right under the K per nine is definitely reasonable as well. But I don't think Bryce Miller is on that Yuri Perez, Abbott, and uh, Bobby Miller level. I think he's kind of like a tier under them. Uh, Miller, 76% owned on Yahoo. If he's out there in your leagues, I would definitely go pick him up as well because I think he's, you know, he's pretty legit. He's fairly, fairly legit at what he can do. But just we're kind of blessed this year with the rookies, I'm going to be honest with you. It feels very nice to see this young influx of players come up and, you know, dominate that the way they are. But let's move on to somebody else that's technically a rookie. But, you know, they're a little bit older. You believe he's 30 years old. Yo. Oh, my bad. Did you, you Go ahead, Matt. Do your Bryce Miller take. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> Bro. I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was ready to move on. I'm sorry about that. Not, not even ready to move on. You were ready to just take the next guy. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, no. I was, I was just ready to keep pushing. I'm sorry. Sheesh. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, man. It's okay. Don't let it happen again. Um. All right, so Dom, after Dom getting me all worked up here, um, <laughs> I'll hit this fast quick because apparently he's really excited to talk about Mr. Sanga. Bryce Miller, sell high is my opinion. I think he's a good pitcher. I think you should pick him up if he's available. But if he's av- if he's not available and you're in a deeper league like a 12-man and up, even a 10-man, he might you might be able to get a nice return for him. Pitching is hard out there. You could fill some holes. But anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about Kodai Sanga because he's mine. <laughs> go, bro, go for it. My fault, bro. My fault. Go for it. It's all good. I'm just screwing with you. Anyway, um, you know, he had a little rough patch in the beginning of the season. Um, that that ghost fork or whatever the hell that ghost pitch is, just was, was perfect. Ghost fork. But... Yeah. Um, which, which is interesting to think that ghosts can use forks, but anyway, utensils. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. But you know, he struggled a little bit, but now he's kind of figured it out. He actually looks good over the last month. Minus his last start, you know, through 28 innings pitch, he has 32 Ks, 318 ERA, and a 1.16 uh, whip. Looking really solid. Honestly, I'm glad he bounced back. I was really sad he didn't because I figured he would. I, if you guys listen to us in the off in the off season, I figured if out of all the um, foreign players, I figured he would translate instantly. And I did. It, it didn't pan out the way I thought it was. And also, Yoshida proved me wrong as well. That's a whole nother animal, but. Uh, Sanga, great, great player. Um, honestly, if you draft him, good for you. You put your trust in the right person. Um, Sanga, still only 83% owned. I'd probably scoop him up uh, almost in every league at this point. Yeah, Sanga, the, the strikeouts are have translated tremendously. The last thing that needs to come is that control because they use a different ball in the Japanese league. It's not the same one that we use here in the States. So, you know, Senga's adjusting for that. But I think even, you know, next year, Senga's going to be absolutely dominant as a starting pitcher. So, um, you know, once again, as Matt said, if Senga's available in your league, pick him up. He's a very, very good starting pitcher, and he's really turned a corner here over the last um, two starts have looked uh, pretty good. He's kind of just been up and down, though. So I think there is going to be some bumps in the roads along the way here, you know, for Kodai Senga in his first year in the States. But, guys, that is all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. 
Also, thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be on a lookout for a new episode Monday where we provide you with the best must-add waiver wire players from the weekend. And guys, check out Subtext. If you're still here, it must mean that you're a true fan. If you want, if you need somebody you want to have one-on-one conversations with, you know, write to your cell phone through text message. Matt and I are here for you. Any fantasy baseball advice. And even if you just want to talk about your favorite team in baseball and how, you know, some players are doing, we are here for you for that as well. But guys, that is all for us today. See you on Monday. Peace. Peace.